Welcome to the Footy Museum Podcast. I am Justin Witte, and I am joined by the co-director of the Footy Museum, Maria Van Dykenley. Hi, Maria. Hi, Justin. And this week, we have a special guest. From time to time, we'll be bringing other people into the museum, uh, people with backgrounds in design and art and maybe even football. But this week, we are joined by the artist, designer, and educator, Olivia Schreiner. Welcome, Olivia. Hello, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, Maria, any uh, Maria or Olivia, anything stand out this week in the world of, of soccer and football? Olivia pointed out that there's a common theme to our episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that they usually start with me lamenting. <laughs> yes, lamenting what? Lamenting leads consistent losses. Wait, wait, I know what comes next. Justin makes fun of the coach. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, that would, you know, Olivia, that's a touchy subject because the um, the coach was our beloved Jesse Marsh from Racine, Wisconsin, right. the only American. And he was fired on Monday. He was. He was yeah. fired on <laughs> You've been predicting that for weeks. So it was... It, it, was, was, it was not a surprise at all. <laughs> it's not a surprise. It was still sad. Um, and... Before we jump right into the recent bad form, which was today, um, Sunday, Leeds did play Manchester United twice this week, and the first time they played... We didn't lose. That's right. A tie. A tie. It was the no manager bounce. Yes. We, <laughs> we don't have a new manager. <laughs> oh we, we just don't have a manager. And they, uh, I thought they played pretty well on Wednesday. I thought they played... Well, on Wednesday, and I thought that they played well today. Well, that's just the thing with them, yeah. isn't it? I mean... They they look like they should be winning, and then, surprise, surprise. <laughs> they give up weak... I, I, was, I have not watched the game today, so you oh. want to break down... Okay, so actually, like, the whole, the whole first half, the whole first half, for a good portion of the first half, they were so strong, they were pressing so much. United, like, it was like, who's United? I don't know, or... Man United, like who? Who are they? I don't know. They didn't show up. Oh dang! Yeah. Wow. And, <laughs> this is rough. But then, like, so many shots. I don't know how many there were on target, but it was like one of these has to go in eventually. And then um, none of them did. And then the inevitable happened really late in the game, and United scored twice in like five minutes, very quickly. And uh, yeah, same old, same old. Never, but. Never bet against a Dutchman. That's what I would oh, say. Oh, sure. Can I ask <laughs> how you came to be a Leeds fan? You may. I don't know. I love an underdog. <laughs> and I get that. And to just pick a top five would have felt like well, it's yeah, why? easy. Yeah. It's crazy, though, how you can just decide. And this is a very American fan thing. We can just decide yeah. what team we're a fan of. doesn't have to do with our city or country or anything. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of mm -hmm. people started following Leeds because not only was an American a coach, but they now have three U.S. men's national team players in their midfield mm. who um, two of them, regular starters, the third will, will be back, I think. Um, Brendan Aronson. He had an appendicitis. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Well, that goes away once you once you get rid of the. <laughs> but tied around the um, the leads news of Jesse Marsh being sacked on Monday. One, there's already rumor that he will be picked up by Southampton. 
I, all these rumors, but I can't imagine that. I don't, know. I don't know. I think I can. I think Southampton has sh- showed with their last um, coaching hire, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they are in last place in the league. I think it's going to be hard to attract a lot of candidates because escaping relegation is going to be very difficult. Jesse showed last year that he's able to withstand relegation fight. He is a playing style similar to what Southampton wants to do. And I'm sure they could get a sweet deal that, you know, no guarantees beyond the end of the season. Um, He will be an improvement on the former Lutton manager that they had for only 12 weeks. So I could see it happening. And I I would see him actually doing well, because I'm sure he's pretty pissed off. Pissed off (laughs) also, as U.S. men's national team fans might be, if he does take that job, because there's a lot of talk that they want him to take the national team job. Oh, do you think that would be a good thing, though? Like, would you want this guy that's sort of... I think before he got fired, it was uh, hands down, everyone had dreams that he would be perfect because he's kind of the highest profile U.S.-based coach. But his last two jobs, he hasn't done so well. Mm -mm. He pushes a playing style that's not really favorable to the skills that we have. Ironically, the other name being bounced a lot with the national team is... Bielsa, two former Leeds managers. That's right. Uh, I would rather see Bielsa just because... You just want that chaos. I just love him and his chaos and his like grumpy face. <laughs> um, the other news this week, uh, my favorite team, Wrexham, <laughs> lost in the FA Cup in their, their second tie against Sheffield United. I believe it was 3-1 or 3-0 or 2-0. I don't even care. I'm just kind of glad they're out. I'm the, I'm the only anti-Wrexham fan in the world. <laughs> I'm sure there are more. All oh, because there he doesn't like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, so as you know, um, each week on this podcast, we uh, explore the world of football through the design and culture surrounding the most popular game in the world. And currently, we are doing that through the design of different crests or badges or logos or however you want to call them from teams from around, the world, from teams around the world. And so each week at the end of each episode, we randomly choose a country and then we spend the week kind of researching the clubs, usually in the top tier of that country. And then each, uh, Marie and I each come back with one of the crests that we talk about and it gives insight on that team and also that country um yeah so that's what we do and then last week we chose ecuador ecuador oh so you each have a team from ecuador yes as i said we then each choose a team (laughs) i thought it was two countries one one she listened to episode two (laughs) and i listened to only every other word of any sentence (laughs) yeah currently as well well, if you got to the end of episode two, you know that we started picking the same country. <laughs> so a little uh, little information about Ecuador. Um, the top league in Ecuador is called Liga Pro or Serie A, right? which are two totally different things, but that's fine. Uh, it's made up of 16 clubs, similar to MLS. They play February through December. I guess that makes sense because it's South America. So that's actually through the winter there. 
Um, the structure of the league seems to change fairly consistently, and I'm not yeah. going to go into it, but it's very confusing in terms of how the championship works. And then, so there's 16 teams, and they play, and there's pro rel. <laughs> how it all works is a mystery. Do you have any insight on that? Yeah. So, um, what what baffles me is yes, how much it seems to change, and two, um, that they don't always have a championship game. Yeah. Because if you there are two rounds to the season and if you're the top team both rounds then you're the champion but if you're not then there's a championship game yeah boy that sounds thrilling <laughs> isn't that similar to league mx though i believe I, I it is know. yeah i don't know it's a it's a strange system um their their biggest club to add more confusion <laughs> well the, i would say two of the biggest clubs the first is called barcelona and the, the logo is very similar to the other Barcelona. No affiliation. Zero affiliation. Wow. The and guy who started the club was just from Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm going to name my club Barcelona Sporting Club. And then some way along the line, we're going to also steal Barcelona's <laughs> logo. Wow. Okay. Own. And then Aucas is the other Aucas. one. Aucas. Okay. How do you spell Aucas. that? A-U-C-A-S. Yes. Aucas. Aucas. Um, it's actually a pretty decent league. Um, the International Federation of Football History and Stats ranks it as the 11th strongest league in the world. Wow. And the fourth strongest league in South America, which is saying a lot because mm -hmm. South America, which is the FIFA region, CONMEBOL, the South American Football uh, Federation, includes, <laughs> includes <laughs> Argentina, Brazil, a lot of big countries for sure and are they big players in the world cup are they always there type team or well that's a good question they haven't been so um they were invited to the very first world cup and they were like yeah not interested <laughs> <laughs> this and thing then, isn't going anywhere <laughs> they're like yeah we got better stuff to do oh what year was the first we're world, the cup? world bowl um 1930 was the first World Cup. That was a the, while ago. The professional league wasn't even formed until the 50s, right? That's true, because the first team did not exist until 19, uh, or 1899 when uh, uh, two brothers who had gone to school in England came back and formed a club. That's and yeah, so the league crazy. Didn't the league didn't become professionalized until the 50s. Yeah. So, hmm. so I guess it makes sense. But to I think that was probably Cup. the case in a lot of countries at that point. Because yeah. like the U.S. was like... Yeah, amateur... In the World Cup like, in the 50s, and uh -huh. they like um, they didn't have any sort of hmm. Hmm. major league. They probably had professional league, but yeah. It's fascinating. But then they probably shouldn't have passed it up because it, it took until 2002 for them to appear in the World Cup again. And since that point... Really? They, yeah. And since that point, they've actually been doing uh, pretty well. Um, they have appeared in the... 2002, I just want to get this right, uh, 2008, 2014, and 2022. And they have kind of increased um, their profile throughout that. And to qualify, they're playing again in a region against yeah. some of the top mm. countries in the world. So it says, I think they're really on the up. And it shows that players from Ecuador are now showing up in a lot of leagues in the world. There's quite a few in um MLS. There's only three in the Premier League that I can find, and they all play for Brighton. Is that oh, correct? Brighton is the Leeds of Ecuador. That's right. <laughs> it is. Wait, wait. 
I think that is the title of the episode. It's so clearly. So Ecuador. Um, sort of lost me on that. That's okay. <laughs> I lost myself on but, that too. Well, I think she's, saying, probably she's saying a lot of Americans have tied themselves to leads called right. like Use United States because of the number and of they, US players. They created the leads ugliest United. flag in the world Makes sense. to yeah. support it. Ooh, what's Ecuador's flag? So, um, that makes sense though. I think once something, once you make a connection to a team, then you keep making connections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Brighton's just at the head of this, the tip of the spear. There's going to oh. be more Ecuadorians in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a good, that's a hot take from Libby. <laughs> She's got any transfer news, Libby? <laughs> can, can you name some of the players you see in the Premier League by the end of? Zero. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you know, you're contradicting yourself. <laughs> you just said you expect to see a lot more. Oh, I thought you asked me to name a Premier League player. Oh. <laughs> That's what I interpreted that. As. Okay. <laughs> Any Premier League player. Okay. All right. I know a, a former coach. <laughs> <laughs> but you just What's learned. his name? <laughs> it's Jesse Mark. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, so that's just kind of an overview. One other thing that I yeah. read about it was uh, below Serie B in the um, – like second category, the mm-hmm. tier below, it's divided up by region to reduce travel, but like the playing schedule, the number of regions, and then getting into the playoffs for that level causes it to be extremely difficult to get promoted out of that. Um, Explain. So you play so, most of your games in your region. Mm-hmm, yeah, so they, to, they made it like this to reduce um, travel on teams so that Ideally, teams with less um, resources and finances mm-hmm. would be able to compete with better funded teams. But what it does is if you so you compete with your region and that's fine. But then if you make it to like the playoffs of that in order to be promoted, you have to travel like really far. And so oh. it's, it doesn't make a difference. Huh. So you still end up having to travel except yeah. they don't have the infrastructure. So to I'm, do. I'm not sure exactly how, but it, they made it actually harder yeah. to get promoted out of there. So huh. speaking of regions, you've you've been to Ecuador, haven't you? I, have. I was gonna say, how big is it? How much travel would they really have to do? It's not a. Is it a huge country? Well, I, I mean, how? Let's go to Map Fight. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my favorite website, Matt Mapfight.com. Yeah, it's not .com. It's .xyz. Oh my God, <laughs> I didn't even know there was an XYZ. Let's see. Okay. I think maybe. Oh, you can put it next to Texas. Mm, you can I put. Oh, where's the oh, okay. search? I was wondering what map. It, it is what it sounds like. Texas versus France. Yeah. The so there should be a oh, search this, function where the, you can pop into. Oh, man. Countries. The first thing that comes up is the, the area. I can compare it to. What should I compare it to? Compare it to England. England? Or the United States. I was going to compare it to the Premier League. Oh. <laughs> it looks like twice the size of England. Yep. Okay. Well, so that's huge. Ecuador is twice the size of England. So there is a lot of travel compared to like English teams in the Premier League. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it's a very cool website. Isn't it awesome? Map, yeah. Map fight. And then it makes these It's beautiful... twice the size of England, but doesn't quite fit. You have to rotate it. Mm-hmm. If, you... if you flipped, invert it and... Yeah. Yeah. That would require too much tech support for this website. This is it's a perfect website. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Map fight can be one of your sponsors. Yeah. So that would make sense why the uh, 
L- Livy's just not helping us. <laughs> <laughs> understand how uh, that would be make that playoff structure tough in the lower. Yeah, that's um, a lot of ground to cover. There's also and mountains. It's not just like you've been. Yeah, you've been there. It's not like flat. No, there's it's, there's mountains and uh, rainforests <laughs> and islands and cities. <laughs> yeah. So it's flying basically. If you're going somewhere, yeah. you got to fly, or, and that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Or buses. <laughs> <laughs> So it is a topographically rich country full of different modes of transportation. I, I imagine they might have trains too. <laughs> What's their major export? Oil, actually. Oh, is yeah. it really? Yeah, oil. Oh my gosh. There we go. An oil-rich country twice the size of England with a difficult lower level, lower tier soccer yeah. team. For travel. For, For travel. travel. Yes. Could be because of the diverse um, topographical <laughs> features that go from mountains Rainforest. To rainforest. To, to islands. The Galapagos coastal. Islands. Yeah. The Galapagos I don't islands. know if they have a team there. They probably do somewhere. That would be great. That would be a great Madagascar sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the penguins. But, they and end up at the Galapagos. A, a giant tortoise like wants a, to try out, but yes. he's too slow. Oh. Oh, they have oh, their gosh. own pace. So their own game. All, this is all good. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Maria, did you now you went in and looked at the league, right? <laughs> what is the team? <laughs> She's still laughing about the turtle. <laughs> okay. I'm just listening now. No, this is where this is now where we need your artistic like input. So did you who did you pick? I picked sorry, now I'm like, how do I say the name? Alcas. I picked Alcas. Oh, you mean Aukas? Aukas, yeah. Aukas. Yeah. All right, can you show us what we got? Uh-huh. So actually, I found in digging through this stuff, it was actually hard to find find this like research online. Oh, wow. Um, they just haven't published much. The teams haven't published much online unless I wasn't searching correctly, but I tried my hand at Spanish Wikipedia as well. Okay. So this is where we got us. Yellow and red. Yes. Any, Are ooh, you, ooh. Does can, this... Can you a breakdown first? Does this... Of the team. Or well, just like what we're looking at. So the the first crest here, mm-hmm. there's a shell shape mm-hmm. uh, that's filled in with yellow with a red outline. Very similar to the shell. Shell gas station. And I saw that, that you said oil is major. Is there uh, a connection? See, you mm-hmm. saw the connection. Oh, okay. Alcas was started in 1945 by Shell. Get out By of Royal here. Dutch Shell. How fascinating. Yes. Uh, they were there... In Ecuador, trying to start drilling for oil. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I should explain, I should describe this crest yes. a okay. little bit further because there's there's the shell, basically the shell logo. But on top of that, there's a like a bust, a figure of a person's head um, who looks like an indigenous Ecuadorian, you might imagine. It's um, also in like half-tone red. And this person has a crown and earrings. And below that on the shell, this says Alcas. Um, so it's the outline of like the shell oil shell. Yeah. At the bottom of the point of the shell is, is the Alcas. Mm-hmm. And above that is the head of this figure and whose hair seems to be kind of like yeah, blowing, like blowing out in the wind. inside. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a crown. And so in, 19, in 1945, Shell came in and they were exploring for oil and they went into the rainforest and um, 
in this process, several of their employees were uh, killed by uh, indigenous people oh. in the rainforest who were defending their land. Okay. They were um, from a tribe called the Urani, and the Aukas is a term for warrior. Mm. So they named their team after this tragedy, the, like well, a personal tragedy. I mean, to the, <laughs> to the people who started the team. Yeah, uh, they they yeah. So they named the team after these really tough people who were like, "Stop taking our oil <laughs> or stop entering our home." What was the thought? Do you know the thought behind that? Because I could understand as an outsider. Yeah, you're fighting this global corporation. You know trying to steal your natural resources, invading like, you know, probably, you know, preserved land. Well, I think Sh Shell was like, these guys are tough. We're going to make them our mascot. We're just going to adopt right. them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I, I imagine, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, pro um, teams in America who use Native American imagery. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It does look like that yes. as well. Yeah, especially the later so on like logos. Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Or the reds oh, yeah. so do you with that in mind and maybe this comes out in the later discussion is there pushback within i tried Ecuador? to find it okay i couldn't find it interesting like to be fair like my spanish skills aren't all there i imagine this discourse is well, happening in Libby's spanish has been on spanish duolingo for 30 years so <laughs> maybe she can help <laughs> still don't understand a thing. oh man but um yeah a little bit more so that's the first oh, one. Actually, technically, this is the first one. And then nine oh. years later, they added um, the figure. So, so the, the first, first one, one is literally just the shell logo, but shell written across the middle of the yellow shell is replaced by Alcas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Instant mm -hmm. Subtle. Mm -hmm. it's subtle. Yeah. And then eventually they added. And was this a team made figure. up of their employees? Or? Some of them were employees. A lot of them were kind of, they're based in Quito. And a lot of them... Um, a lot of the players were poached from other teams. Okay. And originally there wasn't a lot of fan support behind this new Outcast team because they were like, oh, they're just taking the best players from all the other teams. Yeah. But then they started winning. Yeah, this is the Man City match. Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds like the Man City <laughs> uh -huh. of Ecuador. They, they started Brighton. winning games and winning hearts. <laughs> we'll say it again? They started winning games and winning hearts. Oh, so That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yes. Um, so what? So, so how long did they have that first logo? Oh, let me just. First, sorry. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, their first. What was it? Their first six years, they won their amateur league, um, and during that time, were undefeated three years, three months, and twelve days from oh. the year forty-five to forty-eight. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's what I mean when they were winning games. In, so at the end of that time, they were established as a pretty big club. Yeah, they were Ecuador. like the hot thing in Quito. Okay. So that first logo lasted until the 90s. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. Can I see that? Mm -hmm. the, so the first one with the face or the first one with the, the letter? Shell the first the one with the face. Okay. This, the shell with just the Alcas was 45 to 54-ish. Oh, wow. And okay. then... Um, the one that has the face was until nine in the mid nineties. And does it, did you find anything about who, is it just a generic outcast face or was, was there, there's, I couldn't find any, oh, okay. anything about that. It looks, it looks 
in line with comparing it to the U.S. teams that have appropriated like yeah. Native mm-hmm. American. Right. It looks like a very generalized. It's it's so intensely similar aesthetically, yeah. and the fact that it's like the Shell brand behind it also feels so American. Mm-hmm. So. But Shell's not. A, Shell was no, is but Dutch. The, just yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. corporate thing the corporation thing feels american with the colors and the image it reminds me of like um because of the colors and image it almost looks like a um, an american college um Mm -hmm. this next one definitely does oh yeah very varsity so alabama alcas so shell i I don't know when shell no longer owned the team but um the shell is now gone and now it's just a large a with this thing though the shell shape it's kind of a cool, mm-hmm. uh, it's very something cool. different than like a normal crest. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, it's very cool. So now it's like a large a, red A, like a varsity A. It's like the Alabama A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot like Alabama. The figure's face is now in the hole of the A. Okay. Um, looks more feminine, honestly. Yeah, it does. And almost because you've lost the yellow in this point as well, except in the and crown. With that crown's kind of yeah. like a Wonder Woman. Exactly. Yeah, the crown's okay. very, exactly. very, very Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now it says SD. It says SD Alcos, and that's for... Um, super duper? Super duper. <laughs> <laughs> Sociedad Deportiva Alcas. Oh, Yes. Um, so this is the 90s. It feels very 90s. It feels... Oh, so that was the 90s. This is the 90s. Okay. That's surprising. Yeah. This it does is, feel very like... And they, they had uh, three kind of sequential 1990s, early 2000s ones. So yeah, they this, changed a lot This first A. And then years. after that, they added more to it. So they are, there are eight stars, um, kind of in an oval pattern above the A. The A is shrunken down. Um the eight stars, six of them represent the, those first early wins for their um, the oh. forty-five to fifty. Their like winning streak. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then there were two after they went professional. There were two additional league Jeez. wins. So that's the next two stars, which I think is kind of adorable because, like these other teams, like Juventus, take one star for every twenty league titles. Yeah, <laughs> and they have like we won this season in our amateur league. Oh. Let's put a star on there. And I, I have to say, just going back to the way the league is structured and the fact that they had eight years running where they were just dominating. That must have been really boring because then they didn't have any championship uh, games, right? Because they, if yeah, they... but I wonder at that early stage in the career if it was structured that way because it does seem like it changes almost annually. Oh, okay. The way the, the, yeah, the... the well, those early ones were before the professional league even oh. formed, so they would just had the bec- best yeah. record of their league. Yeah. yeah, and yet they exist on there. Yeah. So, so this then, is the third then there's one like we're a, talking. Yeah. A bow in the Ecuadorian flag colors below the SD Alcas and 1945 below that. Um, which is the year that it was formed. So if the second crest design looks like a U.S. college design, I would say this third one looks like a banner for the bowl game that that team is playing. Because mm. mm-hmm. you have the mm-hmm. you have basically the same logo now, but now there's stars over it, and it's on top of this yeah. second element that is not integrated whatsoever. Uh-huh. Other than that it makes an oval or like an yeah, egg shape. Yeah. Ultimately. It makes a it's a, it's yeah. definitely yeah. like an egg shape. And then they take that and they put it onto an actual oval. And this it does help. Yeah. This whole thing. Connected so you were talking about the fourth iteration. They bring, okay. they bring back the yellow, which is nice. 
And then there's the red outline, and that kind of calls back to the original shell. Absolutely. Which I like the history of, of going back to like the origins. And this one where they enclosed all of that, what what years are we looking at? Do we know? Uh, I It says 2003 at the very bottom. Okay. Right below 1935. Yeah. Okay. Um, and everything else has remained basically the same. They just kept jamming it in there. Yeah. There is a, is a lot in that oval. On. But you know what it reminds me of? Um, because of the oval shape and also this bow, mm-hmm. it's like a reverse of Juventus because Juventus has the bow at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it seemed to them to be very soccery. Well, the, the integration of the blue yeah, and that one that before new. is very tied in. So they're bringing in the national colors. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they oh, already had the, the yellow and the red, but the blue The blue's right here national. too. Yeah. I was yeah. saying in the third oh. iteration and the fourth iteration. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and I, I read somewhere that they wanted to incorporate the Ecuadorian national colors because of, this is like the only team that has a truly Ecuadorian name. Oh, okay. So whether that's intentional or not, uh, who knows? Um, so maybe <laughs> that kind of makes representation me... representation of an indigenous <laughs> exactly. person But it does make shelf. me think maybe they're embracing the Ocas and, and kind of... There's not a pushback. Yeah. Hmm. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, I couldn't find anything. That doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen in the future. You'll hear so from your Ecuadorian You said Ocas is warrior, right? Yeah, based on the hmm. um, Urani uh, tribes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the the really remote indigenous people in huh. eastern Ecuador in the rainforest. Hmm. Um, yeah, and so that was that until... Uh, somewhere around 2015. Okay. Um, and that's when they kind of modernized everything. And this was more of a, it's like a callback to the original design. So very it's very much. similar, but yeah. instead of a shell shape, it is a shield to follow in lines with the rules of the heraldry the rules. Heraldry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, there are heraldry rules. Yes. In FIFA? No. <laughs> no, just in the design of heraldry. Oh, okay. there are rules. Okay. Yeah. Of course there is. We. We'll someday find the keeper of these rules. <laughs> but it is the shield is more European. Um, and they have a first version is a bit pointier, a bit brighter. And then the second version feels much more modern. Mm-hmm. So it looks less hand done or like a little less blotty and it's much, much crisper. Mm-hmm. The font is modernized so, and they dropped the 1945 um, and it looks it looks very modern. It's pretty wild that they really just plucked the illustration from the original mm-hmm. crest and put in terms of the face of the the Ocas. I wonder if they would have even tried the shell again if if it weren't maybe a copyright a copyright issue. issue. Yeah, oh. yeah, maybe because it's, it's kind well, of a probably... the shape is kind of an inverted shell mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just one slight variation after that change, right? The, yeah, well, that's the, the second one. one. That's the last yeah. one. That's the current logo. And it's, that's the one that's much more modern. And they made the... Uh, and, well, yeah. The, uh, the warrior figure is a little tougher. Yeah, it's more masculine now. Yeah. Nice font. I oh, like that goodness. font. It's good. I, this is an interesting one. I 
I really enjoy the first kind of weird one, even though it's a complicated history. Maybe <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. so different. If we remove like any moral questions right. from this, it's Visual, very cool. Pure <laughs> talking about global, you know, football. We have to remove all moral questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The new one feels a little cold. I kind of like the the uh, frumpier illustration. I tend to like the frumpier illustrations too. <laughs> well, we've talked about that on the show that uh, the. Older clubs, their older designs have a handmade regional quality. Yeah. And they're not as like made to be on T-shirts and banners. Mm -hmm. They're not as crisp. And that gives them a sense of history and authenticity. Mm -hmm. Whereas like new, very cold ones are, yeah. you know, very corporate. They print know. well, I'm sure. They print on, Like yeah, you said, exactly. on the shirts and on the... Yeah. The one thing I read was there was a lot of intention behind the new one to make it appeal to younger people. Oh, I don't know if that's the case. Maybe in like I think now in the U.S., young kids, young young kids, young people, mm -hmm. um, they're going for the retro look. Right. But maybe well, in Ecuador, they like the modern uh, take on things, like the terrible photography uh, trend on yeah. Instagram, where it's like oh. all the worst photographs are the ones they post, and they want it to look like old digital cameras. Yeah, and just crappy. Like I think it's the crappy quality, but it's also crappy composition and like oh my god, unflattering. Uh, We're just yeah, making a new a new uh, Gen X here. Well, that was fascinating. I know we're going to touch on a few more other crests from the link as well. But before we do that, I went a different route this week, and I chose the um, Ecuadorian uh, national team crest because in this past World Cup, I was really impressed by the design of their crest and their kits. Um, and I'm going to just give a, a brief explanation of its evolution and then there's a little video that the Federation released when they did a very dramatic redesign in 2020. And I would just like to hear us kind of talk about that. So the Ecuadorian national crest has always been from 1941 until 2020, basically some variation of the same thing. And that is a shield, um, a triangular shield that has three stripes of the national colors, yellow, which is two thirds of the shield, and then blue, um, I'm sorry, yellow, which is, I would say, half of the shield, and then mm -hmm. the remainder half is split between a blue band and a red band. And then on top of that is the Ecuadorian condor. Oh, condor, that's what So it's rested, so you know, kind of, so imagine kind of, a slightly more majestic vulture looking. Mm -hmm. What's not At majestic first, about vultures? No, no. I mean, I mean, even what do more, you have against vultures? Even more, even more, <laughs> even majestic. More majestic. <laughs> At first glance, it kind of looks eagle-like, especially more so yeah. in uh, some than others. And but. they've done it's it's an interesting uh, juxtaposition between that shield, which is very triangular, and then it's almost an inverse, uh, then a repeated triangle with the angle of the wings because the wings of the condor are outstretched. Mm -hmm. So making again, like kind of like a, a bowl, a bowl okay. shape. Mm -hmm. And it's varied from year to year where the, the feathers of the condor are indicated by dashes. Sometimes those are enclosed by a line. Um, sometimes it's open. I would say the biggest shifts that really happened in that 1941 to 2020 period um, were in 1969, they added 
um, the initials AEF, which is for the uh, Ecuadorian Football Association, onto the crest at the top. And then in 77, the condor got kind of a funky redesign. Why is it so pink? So it it became a little more, I mean, maybe influenced by what was going on in the Premier League logos at that time. Its head is more swoopy and yellow. It's kind of, it does look more like it's out of like the goofy goofy. condor. It is, yeah. They returned in in 77 to something more in line with past ones. And then in 85 to 91, there was another dramatic change where... All these previous iterations, the condor and the outline of the shield were in black. They switched that to blue, again, tied in with the national colors. And then they changed the shape pretty, compared to past years more dramatically of the shield, where now across the top, there is a raised plateau that the condor is resting on. And then the condor is very stylized. It's the first time where the feathers are depicted as horizontal Continuous horizontal lines versus the dashed lines that have appeared in other. It, I, I don't it's like almost. It I don't either. It almost looks like a United, the old United emblem, but they United stick, Airlines. Yeah, yeah. But they stuck a head sticking out of it. It's We're like, not a soccer fan. Yeah, can't you, you can't just say United. United. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> which United? Yeah. <laughs> um, but what? But you missed a, a, a difference. I mean, that is the that is drastic. Uh-huh. But what about FEF versus AEF? AEF. The initials change. Oh yeah. So it's just the name of the association. So. Um, Ecuador Football Association to oh, the, to, the f- to the Federation okay. of Ecuadorian Football. Got it. So they changed the name of the federation. So it did. That is also um, around ninety one. It switched to FEF, um, and then ninety one. There was a little bit of change. They returned back to one of their more recognizable logos, but now it was encased within another shield. And then from ninety three to twenty twenty, it's basically like their very first one, um, except with FEF across. And then in 2020, they did a very dramatic redesign. And before we talk about it, they, instead of releasing an explanation of, here's what we're doing, why, and this element means this, and this element means that, and breaking it down, they just released this video okay. to, to, to show it. So I'm going to... Do you have it hooked Play up? Play this. You can do that. You can see it. I see it. She's it. Ah. So, um, before we talk about your reaction to that, I'm just going to explain a little bit because we're not going to play us just listening the whole video, but it was a short video and it it was beautifully hand animated. It's gorgeous. And it bring it brought together the different elements that were the inspiration for the logo. So like they showed the the blue sky over the mountains tied into the blue color, the yellow of a flowering tree. What tree is that? Mm. I don't know. But the, like tied into the yellow and then uh, they kind of inferred blood for the red um, and then they reference pre-Columbian, a pre-Columbian sculptural or architectural piece that mimicked this half circle that's at the bottom of the logo. Mm -hmm. And then again, a lot tied in with a condor. So the new logo, what it looks like, it is a a crest shape. So there's, um, it's a blue crest outlining in gold, 
On top of it, there is a band that's slightly narrower in width than the crest with, again, half of that being yellow. So the same division. So it's also kind of like landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a blue section and a red section. So you have the national colors, a reference to the previous uh, crests. But then now within the crest is at first what looks like almost abstract mark making um, but when you look at it, you realize it's F-E-F, but the first F is flipped, so it's facing the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And the angle of the letters are such that the F on the left is angling up to the left, the F on the right is angling up to the right, and they're pointing down to meet in the center of the E. Um, and then that is sitting on top of a almost smooth half circle that has a slight point at the bottom that is both reminiscent again of the condor but also of that sculpture we saw and then also you can kind of see the condor shape in that angle of the letters i mentioned before and this was all seen in the video so what did you think of that video Liv? that video was beautiful it was such a great way to introduce a crest i mean and i'm kind of seduced by the video and now i'm like respecting everything in the crest where at first it felt kind of i wasn't all that into it like oh I don't know. well there was things i wouldn't have thought of you you were just you didn't say but you kind of drew your fingers across your cheek at one point in the video they reference also the the very angular lines dual lines on this crest and the f's to um an indigenous Ecuadorian who is painting their face with similar lines. So it's right. kind of a tie-in more to their indigenous culture, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, does everyone have an animation like that? No, <laughs> no I think it's really unusual. No. Yeah, They you, saw everyone else modernize their logos and get hate. Yeah, And so they're like, we need to do something oh, about yeah. this. Very smart. Yeah, no, it was very smart. Um, and I, like I said, I don't, I didn't think too much of the logo i think it's well designed it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a cool use of space and balance of line and and uh, i love the offset at the top um but i go more for the goofy stuff i guess when it comes to these (laughs) crests and it's tight it's just like really tight like well designed you know adaptable to a lot of things um i like it because i always respect when when any entity makes a like a bold move. And this is a pretty bold Mm -hmm. shift and not without pushback. There's a lot of like Ecuadorian fans who, you know, it's a real love it, hate it type of thing. But what I appreciate, they, they went for it. Like I see a designer's um, intent in this and there was some trust and like, okay, let's go with it because of all the very thought out references. Um, So it seems contemporary it's but con- those things are, are tied into it, which I enjoy. But it's, it's starkly different. It's yeah. classy, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a classy logo because some of these modern versions, they, they make them look like a corporate logo, and it's not classy anymore. But right. this. And by classy, you mean it's still relatively ornate? In yeah. The color scheme, somehow like they managed to keep it simple, but yet yeah, ornate. And it looks like it, like. I don't know if there's embossing on this image we're looking at, but it it looks like an enamel pin. So, Maria, what is your take on Ecuador's football culture from the very tiny view that we took in today? Oh, we took, took such a tiny view. 
Um, I don't know if this is accurate, but mm -hmm. it feels very local. Yeah. I think, that like, feeling. especially with Alcas, I was looking at the makeup of the team and, like, everyone on the team except for three people were all Ecuadorian. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. That's so local. Um, the it's rivalries are with local keto teams. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also fascinated that they won the league last year. It's the first time they had ever won the Liga Pro, and they'd spent a lot of time in different um levels of the league, mm -hmm. more than you see on in other uh countries' professional leagues. Yeah. So that was really interesting to me. And it seems like less of like powerhouse money, except for when they were dominating when they were owned by Shell. <laughs> Very and, early on. Yeah. And there are like three teams that tend to dominate, but I don't know. This might not be accurate, but it seemed less um, like state run like we see with other teams. Yeah. I would say my, my takeaway is just kind of a reminder that how much talent is in that country and that while the it's not as corporate i think it's probably underdeveloped the league a little bit in terms of consistency mm. and pathways for those players like i don't know maybe some of the top clubs have clear pathways to bigger teams and bigger countries and opportunities but you just look at that and you wonder how much talent might be lost in a in a system like mm. that but it's good to see on the national team level how they're really turning things around and the other side is is just um with a lot of the imagery on the national team side and research into the country, um, I think it's true for a lot of South America and just like how undervalued <laughs> resource as a continent it is. You know what I mean? I know obviously people value it for um, natural resources mm -hmm. and exploit it quite yeah. a bit. But it's just you're reminded of like saying the country, the diversity of, as you mentioned, the topography, the richness of that, the, we didn't go into, cause again, it's very complex, but the um, very complex and rich histories of all these countries of like the waves of different kind of, um, you know, from pre-Columbian yeah. empires that uh -huh. were all battling each other um, to the Spanish, you know, to present day there's just a lot of history woven into these countries and very rich countries. Um, and as you know, cause you visited, this seems like an incredibly beautiful place. As yes. Well. Yeah. Is it really colorful? Like in terms of like, not the natural world, but in terms of like buildings and. Um, I'm trying to think back. I didn't spend much time in Quito, mm -hmm. but um, there's a section of the city that's like the old Quito. And I remember being just really, taken by it and it was incredibly beautiful and there's one of the most be beautiful cathedrals i've ever seen that's like all covered in gold oh my gosh on the inside that's like my strongest memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that was ecuador um you want to keep should we keep doing this for a few more weeks yeah with the crest so i i just went ahead and and typed our next random country generator and you want to tell the people what we got <gasps> belgia <laughs> Belgium, the dumb Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I say that with love because uh, we are both from Dutch descent. So I think it, this could be interesting. Yeah, this will be great. De Bruyne territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This will be 
maybe a longer history yeah, than we've I had think the last couple weeks. Probably it'd be easier to find history on the clubs, I imagine. Um, and we're both fluent in Dutch, so that should be helpful. That should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week. Um, thanks for listening to the entire episode <laughs> of, the, of the Footy Museum pod. Um, the Footy Museum is a, a project to highlight uh, the culture and design surrounding uh, football across the world. If you want to find out more about our projects or um, be aware of what we're doing as things develop in the future, you can go to thefootymuseum.com. That's it. Anything else from you, Maria? <laughs> Anything else from you, Maria? Mm, go Leeds. Bye. Go, go to the championship. <laughs> <laughs>